Hey guys, it's Jonesy and Tara. We are in our hot tub here in Sarasota and getting ready to sit here and do this um, hot tub hot seat. Uh, the segment here where you guys submit us questions and we answer them brutally honest. Nothing's off limits. And I don't know, did we reach 10 questions? I think we got six or seven and I apologize ahead of time for the splashing sound. I am actually sitting in the hot tub. Casey is not. So I have my legs in the hot tub. You may hear me splashing around, but I'm sorry. It's a traumatic experience. I broke my iPhone XS Max, so I'm not getting in the water with my phone, even <laughs> though they're supposed to be waterproof. All right. So our first question, and I'm not going to say names, so you know your questions. Um, Which one are you reading for? Let me see. It doesn't matter. It's, it's hot seat. It's hot seat. It's rapid fire. Okay. Go ahead. So here's the first question. How are the kids taking everything? You want to answer that or you want me to answer that? Um, from me talking to the kids, I actually called and texted them. Um, I have talked to them. I've apologized to them. Um, to the best of my ability, they talk to Tara more than they talk to me. Not that they don't talk to me, but they've talked to Tara more in depth than well, they have me. Mom. They're closer to me in general. Right. So. so as far as I know, we're all good. Um, I know that they asked her some questions. Carmen um, asked me questions. Um, and told me exactly how she feels. She's a brutally honest child. Um, mine and Jacob's conversation was, this is what happened. This is what I do did. I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay, cool. It's fine. It's she not a big a deal. Very guy kind of conversation. And Kinsey and I had a conversation via text, and then we talked on the phone once, and we're fine. Um, Isaiah, I've not really talked to him. Anytime I try to talk to him... <laughs> It's, I have no money. So, if he calls me, it's either someone's pregnant, he has a flat tire, or he needs money. But I think we're all good. So, from my perspective, it's, it's a little bit different. Um, the girls were more worried about me. Um, so, sorry. That was the McDonald's Coke burp. Which, by the way, the drink of the day is McDonald's Coke. Anyway, so... Um, the girls were more worried about me. They um, were definitely more concerned on how mom was doing, how mom was handling it. Um, typical girls, they were, you know, upset and felt more betrayed by Casey and um, wanted to be here for mom. And I think Kenzie even mentioned that she wished she was off school so that she could come and stay with me. But I just reassured her that I was fine and I wanted them to focus on, you know, their lives. So the girls check on me a lot. Um, the boys, Jacob is typical Jacob. He's um, a man of few words. So And he's um, busy. It's football season. Yeah, he's very busy. It's football season. So he does check on me almost every day. Um, but it is less of a dramatic conversation and more of, Mom, how are you doing? Um, sometimes it'll be, do you need anything? Um, what are you doing? Yeah, we need money. Kind of like that. It's more of a um, typical teenage boy conversation. It's quick, um, to the point. Isaiah, um, actually with me, is more um, sentimental and sappy. And it'll be, Mom, I love you. I miss you. Are you okay? Do you need anything? Um, I wish I was there. Can keep I have your, money? Keep your head up. It's not like it is with Casey. My kids are more with me. Um, they're more sentimental. And I mean, I'm their mom, so they're more protective of me than anything. But um, 
The girls have definitely handled it more like women, and the boys have definitely handled it more like dudes. But I can say that all four of them have actually um, checked on me quite a bit and actually um, talked to me quite like adults more than they would have if they were younger. So um, it's been refreshing. You know, they're adults now. They get it. They understand. Um, Jacob's a you know football player, so he kind of has been down the same road that Casey has been in. But um, for the rest of them, it's more sappy. How you doing? Can we do anything for you? Poor mom. Um, and Jacob is just kind of straightforward. Just mom checking on you. I love you. Let me know if you need anything. So all, all right. in all, I think they're doing okay. So sticking with the topic of kids, our next question comes from Carmen. <laughs> Who is your favorite child? Um, so uh, our kids are older. I'm not going to bullshit them and say that I don't have a favorite child or you're all my favorite child. It honestly depends on the day. I'm not going to lie. Um, Jacob will say it's Mackenzie. Mackenzie will say... Everyone will say it's Jacob. Mackenzie will say it's Jacob. Carmen will say it's Jacob. Isaiah will say it's Jacob. Jonesy will say it's Jacob. Jacob is the only one that will say it's Mackenzie. Um... It just depends. Me and Mackenzie are a lot closer now that she is older and in college. And she has to deal with some um, grown woman issues. So we are very close. She's like my best friend. Me and her say that all the time. Um, so if I had to answer who my favorite child is at this very moment, it would be not a favorite, but I am closer to Mackenzie than I am any of my Wow. Children. Wow. Sorry, Jake. CNN breaking news. <laughs> wow. Sorry, Jake. I know your whole entire life it was you, but you have since moved on and you have your own life and you have a girlfriend that you live with and your own journey and you don't need mom nearly as much as Mackenzie does. So it is definitely closer to Mackenzie, not my favorite. But I'm oh no! You already said you already said no, favorite. I didn't say favorite. I said I was closer to Mackenzie. So well, that wasn't the question, Tara. The test question was who is the favorite. I don't have a favorite. Okay. So my favorite child is the one that Tara and I never had. Aww. That is my favorite child because one we shared that bond together, and two of the four of them I honestly couldn't pick. Um, Mackenzie hated me when Tara and I very first got together. Um, we've since gotten a lot closer since she's went to college and has spent time yeah, here yeah, here close. alone. Yeah. Um, she relies on me a lot for different things, um, which is cool. Um, Jacob and I are probably the most alike. The most alike, so yeah. we don't have to talk every day. Um, Sometimes just a chat, just a text saying, hey, son, I love you or I'm proud of you or something like that gets a cool, love you too, thanks kind of text. <laughs> but I also understand how busy he is, so I don't like to bother him. For instance, I needed his um, internet password. Yeah. Really? And so it took like a month. Tara sent a text one time and he sent it to her. So <laughs> there's that. Um, Isaiah has, and I have not ever been really close, um, hardly at all. Um, I Isaiah love him. Is, yeah, I love him as he as he yeah. is my my child. 
but he is such a loner and a gamer and does his own thing. He and I never had the bond of connection with something as everyone else did. And, and then, most people who understand, Isaiah is um, autistic. He has Asperger's, so it's hard for him to actually bond with many people. So Isaiah has always been one that has been more an individual kind of yeah and he just does um, his own thing loner kind of does his own thing but he also knows that whenever he needs family that family's here and oh yeah when there's a family function he's right in the middle of it but for the most part i think isaiah and i mean correct me if i'm wrong isaiah but i mean for the most part i think isaiah is fine doing his own thing right and just calling and leave me alone and i will get a hold of you when i yeah. need something yeah and then there's carmen and then Carmen and I have probably been the closest of all of the kids for the longest time um, until probably a year or so ago um, when she hit the grouchy teenager girl phase. <laughs> and then all the females in our house, their cycle um, connected with Satan. And so for a week, a month, it was just living hell in our home. Um, but Carmen and I were probably the closest. We are very, not even close to being the closest now um, with us moving to Florida and Carmen all of that stuff. Carmen thing. She's working and she's got school. And, and I understand that. But Carmen was... She's got girlfriends and all that stuff too. Out of the four like, of them, Carmen relied on me the most until high school. And then kind of... She's a 17 year old now. Yeah. And it just kind of dropped off. So it kind of was like kind of hurt a little bit i think carmen will be closer to us when carmen gets like kinsey when she's in college and she actually is going through grown woman stuff and needs to come back around and but rely on her parents more. all four are tied yeah. except for the child that tara and i lost so that's my answer that was super sweet so the next question is for me um, I know you said that you weren't seeking it, but what ultimately led to going too far with the affair? So Tara read me this question probably about 25 minutes ago or so as she was trying to fix a picture on her laptop. Um, I wasn't seeking anything to be completely honest. And I honestly thought we were friends. Um, probably a little too close for friends. I will give it that because we did flirt back and forth. But nothing until the the very first sexual comment had ever happened before. So I literally had let my guard down completely. She gave you her phone number before she did that. But I, I understand that. But what I'm saying is before that happened, there had never been anything even remotely close to sexual or anything like that. So honestly, that really caught me off guard. Um, that's really what what led to it going too far. I was perfectly fine and would be perfectly fine to this day if nothing ever happened, being her friend. Um, but yeah, that's what happened. See, in my house, here's where we're at. So I'm just going to go ahead and piggyback on that comment because that little, I would have been perfectly fine being her friend is bullshit. You have always told me I have no business being friends with a male with another sex. Yet you are. Your job. Yet you are. You tell me all the time, your job is to be my best friend. Nobody I understand else. that. I didn't say so best friend. I said friend. you to say that you would have been perfectly fine with her being a friend is bullshit. 
because I told you from the very beginning there was something there that just wasn't right and you ignored me so well that question wasn't for you so no but I piggybacked off of it because you're giving a bullshit answer I'm not giving a bullshit answer that's my answer what your answer was when she first said something sexual or when she gave you her phone number both it all happened like so close together it's not like one happened and three or four weeks later the other happened. Okay. It all happens happens so close together. Well, since it's not my question, I won't continue to call bullshit. I'll just call bullshit one time. How about that? Okay. So, question for Tara. I admire your courage for the letter that you wrote. Have new boundaries been set? 110% new boundaries have been set. Um... And I just think that's a part of anytime there's infidelity, there has to be new boundaries set. Um, but we both did agree on new boundaries. He has no Twitter. He had to get rid of his Twitter. They weren't messaging on Twitter or anything like that. But, um, you know, Twitter, you can see a lot of things. Um, Instagram, you can see a lot of things that kind of um, tempt both men and women. So he got rid of his Twitter. I didn't make him. He chose to do that on his own. Um, also, like I just got done saying, there are no more such things as a woman being his best friend or a man being mine. I have male co-workers, he has female co-workers, but that's where the line is drawn. Um, the men and I feel as though there is a female that is going too far. Um, I'll put a stop to it even if he doesn't and he understands that and I guess the same would go for me. Um, I don't think that I would show up at his work and cause a scene again like I did, but um, it would definitely be something to where we would have to discuss and there would have to be clear cut boundaries on whether or not, you know, this is acceptable or not. And I'm not going to tolerate nearly as much quote unquote friendship as I did the last time. My um, tolerance for any of that is really short. And the leash, the leash that he is on is a lot shorter as well. Um, so also um, when it comes to pornography or anything like that, that's a no-no right now. Um, it just has to be because right now at a point in our relationship, we are trying to eliminate things that would cause um, any temptation. And I mean, most people who know me know, um, I'll be the first to tell you that I didn't see anything wrong with watching porn, neither did he. Um, I liked porn, so <laughs> I've watched it myself. We've watched it together. Um, ever since that's happened, that is no longer an option. We no longer entertain that. Um, we both discovered that it had did, it has done nothing but open the door for temptation and for expectations at home that were unrealistic and um, a lot more, um, what would you say, sexual exploitation of women. Sure. or whatever so yeah there's a lot of boundaries that have been drawn um and i think that's probably the only way that we're going to get through this initial stage is by having really strict boundaries um and then usually sometimes i mean we don't even realize it's a boundary until something comes up and then it's like okay well then that needs to be a boundary too so um it's an everyday process for healing and doing this day by day literally taking it one day at a time but yes a hundred percent there are definitely boundaries that have now been drawn all right so for a good question or funny question not good question 
No, they're all good questions. Yeah, that's what I said. That's what I said. Um, Top five celebrity sex fantasy list. Okay, now I just said that we're not that's porn or anything like that. Jordan, this is your question. So I'm just going to go ahead and call you out on this because your brother, you already know, has a top five. But I'm going to go ahead and start with my top five because Casey probably doesn't even realize that just as just as horny as he is I could be too I guess so my top five would be one Morris Chestnut two Terrence Howard three Channing Tatum four Ruby Rose yes a female and five one of the doctors at work (laughs) wow he shower name nameless I didn't know that he was a celebrity, but he's that's great. He's not a celebrity. He's an Instagram celebrity, so I guess that counts. Oh, okay. So, my top five. And this is not a, it's not like, is it a sex list or is it just, I think you're a good looking list? Um, it was a sex list. No, no. Okay, the question list. was, your top five celebrity sex fantasy. Sex fantasy? Yeah, top five. You already, you already got it with your doctor. Well, at work. I don't have any sex fantasies with anybody I know. I don't really have sex fantasies. I'm too exhausted hey, dealing with this. Hey, okay, you so can't change me, it. No, can't change clarify. it. Good looking was Morris Chestnut, Terrence mm-hmm. Howard, Channing Tatum, Ruby Rose, and then the Instagram celebrity doctor at work. Okay. Okay, there you go. No sex fantasy. So I'm glad that you know one of them. I don't know any of mine. (laughs) Mine would be Rihanna, of course. Um, Zoe, and I don't know how to say her last name. Is it Zaldana? The girl off Columbiana and the Avatar? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Gabby Union. Are these sex fantasies or good looking? These these could go either way. It doesn't matter. Oh, my God. Okay, go ahead. Three would be Gabby Union. Mm-hmm. Four would be Kerry Washington. Okay. And then five would be Serena Williams. That's just because she has a big old booty. Did I say anything about your list? <laughs> yes, you did on my last one. At least you look like all five of them. But here, listen. At least. Mine weren't sex. They were just good looking. Okay, I said they fall on both sides of the list. But mine so. doesn't fall on both sides of the list. I want to mm-hmm. have sex with nobody else but my husband mm-hmm. right now. Right you, now. You, on the other hand, could have sex with Gabby Union. You're right, Celebrity so, Doctor. Whatever. Thank you, Celebrity Doctor. You're welcome. All right, so, um, Tara, how do you get past feeling insecure from having, an, for, from him having an affair? That is something I feel like I would struggle with. Um, so how do you get past that feelings? And it's, do you feel like it's something that... Let me start over. You want to read the whole thing? Yeah. Aside from the letters, how are you able to get past feeling insecure from him having an affair? This is something I feel I would struggle with, thinking it is me or did I do something to provoke this? Okay, so in the beginning I did... In the beginning, I felt as though this had something to do with what I didn't do right or something that um, I didn't give him enough attention or maybe I did something wrong or something I didn't do, she did. And that was in the very beginning. Um, it's been probably about eight weeks now, maybe almost three months. 
and um, I still struggle with feelings of inadequacy and feelings of um, not being good enough, but that has a lot to do with my past more than it has to do with what he did. Of course, what he did amplified it, but um, I kind of realize where those feelings come from and then I have to process through those feelings and kind of self-check myself and remind myself that I am good enough and that um, what he did was just a shitty thing to do and it was his loss more than it was mine. Um, I think that I was a fantastic wife. Um, I am sure that there are many men who I had long-term relationships in the past that would have loved to have the kind of wife that I am now who weren't so lucky and so or celebrity I doctors do not feel bad at all I do not think for one minute that this is anything I did wrong I think that this defines him more than it defines me and that um, if he chose to put himself in a position where he risked losing me then um, you know he needs to reevaluate his priorities and it has nothing to do with mine so even though I did struggle with it in the beginning, I am at the point now where, um, thankfully to therapy and a lot of self-healing and a lot of self-care, I have realized that this does not define me, it defines Kim, and that um, I am a kick-ass wife. I wasn't a perfect wife, but I was a phenomenal wife, a phenomenal friend, um, a great lover, I think. Um, he's over here laughing, but... Um, I mean, it was almost... I didn't laugh. I smiled at you, bro. I can tell you right now, you had a pretty good sex life, so it definitely wasn't a lack of sex. Um, and that it was just... I mean, it was him. It was something he was looking for, something that he was trying to fulfill, and that was his mistake, not mine. So um, I can definitely tell you that I feel stronger now than I did in the beginning, and I definitely know that this will never happen again. Um, it, when it comes to me sticking around and um, tolerating it to happen a second time. It's just like I've now realized and recognized the kind of woman that I am and what I deserve. And if he can't provide it, then somebody else will. So um, that's how I tolerate it. It sounds kind of cocky, I know, I guess. But it's kind of at the point where I have to be in order to get through this without crying every single day. So um, there you have it. It's definitely a daily reminder that this was not my problem it was his and um, that I am worth being treated a lot better and I deserve better so there's that all right so last question is what have you learned from your previous relationships and this one about yourself as a wife and I'll even say as a husband so go ahead I just talked so you go all right. What have you so, learned from your previous relationships as a husband? So, from my previous relationships as a husband, um, I stopped caring. Um, when things got hard, I just did my own thing. I left. Um, that was with friendships, relationships, marriage. That was anything. When it got hard, I didn't deal with it. I just left. Um, so, I knew that coming in, that that's not something that I wanted to repeat. So when things get hard here, I don't necessarily leave. Um, I will exit from the situation and go think or just calm down before we have a huge argument or before something blows up. I will remove myself from the situation. 
and that's another thing that I didn't used to do. Um, if it was a knockdown, drag out fight, I was right there. I never removed myself from the situation. I met it head on. So from previous relationships, you learned that you have a horrible, life. horrible rage issues. Yes, you do. Okay. So when that would come up, that's when I would leave. In previous relationships. Yeah. Okay. Now, what have you learned about yourself as a husband in this current relationship? That I'm an idiot. <laughs> High five because I agree with that. Are you just going to leave me hanging? I sure am, Instagram doctor. Whatever. So anyway, <laughs> my turn. So what I have learned of my, about myself as a wife in previous relationships was that I was very immature. Um, in my previous marriage, um, I was kind of like Casey. I, I mean, we were married for a long time. We were married over 10 years. We had four kids together. Um, so I was a lot more tolerant of a lot of things that I should have said no to. Um, and it wasn't like it was just one-sided. It wasn't like Michael tried to um, pull the wool over my eyes and I just allowed it or whatever. There were just things in our marriage that we both um, allowed to happen that neither of us um, took seriously enough to say no that's not okay or to um, actually just went along with the flow and we were more worried about we were immature so we were more worried about having fun and doing whatever than we were being husband and wife and um, being friends I will say that when I was married to Michael we were really good friends so we took the friendship part seriously we did not take the husband and wife part seriously we did not value our vows that we took to each other. So um, that's what I learned about myself in the previous relationships was I was immature and did not take my vows seriously. Um, what I've learned about myself in this relationship is that I have grown a lot in 10 years. Um, I have recognized the importance of being a wife, being a friend, and some people will laugh at this, but being a godly wife, I know I'm not the most holier than thou religious person. I can cuss like a sailor and whatever, but I do value faith in our marriage and putting God first in our marriage. So um, the definition of a wife to me has changed over 10 years. Um, the old Tara would have cheated on Casey by now with someone who was so close to him that it would have broken his heart and then been perfectly fine with it and been distracted by another man and never even worried about the fact that he cheated on me. So, um, this relationship I have learned forgiveness and grace and the true definition of love and the true definition of for better or for worse as a wife. So I guess there's the answer for that. All right. Well, those are our six questions for a hot tub hot seat that was it that, that was, was it that was all the questions isaiah wanted to know which kid had a bigger head but i already answered that online i told him that it was a mixture between him jacob and carmen yeah thank you all three for that <laughs> anyways so this is going to be not a regular weekly thing it but, is and then we're gonna do it every friday we can try to do it every friday if we get enough questions so right so we're not going to do it until we reach 10 questions How yeah that? that way we're not doing like a one question on friday okay that's that's better so on the next episode just but we have four questions left i'm gonna too hot question you okay and then you can too hot question me how okay. about that deal okay so i've not even thought about these questions guys so i didn't even know we were doing this minute. 
Yeah, you had no clue we were doing this. But I mean, we need 10 questions. Okay. We're four short, so I'm just gonna go ahead and hit you with two. Yeah, he's getting in the water for this one because he knows shit's about to get deep. All right, so the first hot question I want to ask you is, if you were in, you say that you were in love with me and there was nothing wrong with our marriage when you cheated. If that's the case, how in the hell did you cheat? Well, I was completely and utterly in love with you, just like I still am today. It just happened. It was an honest mistake. It was seriously a mistake. <laughs> it doesn't just happen, but that's, whatever. That's not something that I can answer. There wasn't one thing. It wasn't that you were a shitty wife. It wasn't that you were an awful person. It wasn't that you weren't my best friend. Honestly, probably the one thing that sent us over the edge was when we argued, you didn't want to be with me anymore. And you made that crystal clear three or four different times. I didn't say I didn't want to be with you. What I told you was that if you were going to do your thing and and deny it or whatever because I knew something was going on. Women know when stuff's going on. And I told you either divorce me or give me an open marriage. And you would not agree to either. So it wasn't that I didn't want to be with you. It was I was not going to be with you while you did your dirt. So again, if you loved me as much as you said you did and everything was as fine as you said it was, mm -hmm. how do you allow yourself to get to the point where you have an affair? I didn't allow myself to get anything. It was an honest mistake. It literally was. It was being friends with a woman, which was wrong, and then it went too far. I didn't pursue her. I didn't lead her on. I didn't do any of that. I was not looking for anyone else or anything else. I let my guard down. I was a friend. And it went too far. Okay, you want to go or you want me to go? No, again? go ahead, because I don't have two questions. You're not going to hot seat me? I don't have two questions. I'm letting you hot seat me about everything, I don't, and everything. I don't have two questions. Okay, so anyway. Um, the second question would be... At the end... How... Besides the letter... Besides the letter... How did you end the affair with her? Like, how did you make it? How does she know that you're no longer interested? How was it made apparent to her that it wasn't going to be a thing anymore? When we stopped talking, there was never anything physical. It was not a sexual relationship. I never had sex with her. We never physically touched. We didn't do any of that. There was physical touch. You know but, what I mean. So okay. it was nothing sexual. So there was nothing like, hey, I can't do this anymore. Or, oh my gosh, we made a mistake and had sex. It wasn't anything like that. Literally, everything was a conversation. Everything was, was chatting. Everything was being friends, conversation, chatting. And when I stopped doing that, I didn't speak to her again. So if you could go and do it now, what would you say to her to let her know that it's over? It would have never started. If I could go back the day that she sent me her phone number, I would have looked at her and said, I don't know what you read into our friendship or what you read into anything, but I'm sorry, I'm happily married, and no thanks. That's what I would have done. Okay. All right. You sure you don't have two questions for me? I don't have two, two questions for you. I honestly don't. 
Okay. I mean, you have two questions left. I'm giving them to you tonight. That is it. That is all. If you want to hot seat me about cooking, cleaning, anything. Do you think in the near future you could <laughs> fold four baskets of laundry since that is your chore that you do in our family? Probably not. Okay. There's your hot seat question. <laughs> to everyone listening, we have four baskets of clean clothes that need to be put up. That's all. I don't have any questions for you other than I love you more than anything in the world and I'm sorry. Okay. And yes, you can have breakfast tomorrow. Five O donuts in bed. I will get up and go get them. Okay. Sounds like a deal. All right. So that concludes this episode of Hot Tub Hot Seat. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it and we made you laugh and we answered some questions that were kind of tough. And I kind of want to interject that there is a lot of times where we will use um, humor to deal with um, situations that we're going through. Um, so try not to take us too seriously, especially the jokes that we make and, you know, like the hot Instagram doctor. There's oh, no, we're going to talk about that afterwards. Oh, no, we're not. You know the one doctor that's on Instagram and he's not hot at all, but I only had four celebrities, not five, because I'm not a horn dog like Bro, you, you couldn't have picked Will Smith. No, you couldn't Will even Smith have said, is ugly. You couldn't even have said me. You're not a celebrity. Neither is he. Whatever, he's on Instagram, he has a following, but mm. he's not good looking at all. I mean, I mean, I think he's average, but he's not anything that I would be like, oh my God, he's so good looking. Okay, so here's our hot so question. Here's our hot seat, hot tub, hot seat, final question for Tara. Oh, so now you're on a hot tub, hot seat. So, so here's my question. Jesus, here we go. Your list was, was I don't have five celebrities. It's so not sex. We just talked about this. So it's not sex. It's good looking. It's good right. looking. So then in that just very breath, you said, he just has an Instagram following. He's not even the least bit cute. I mean, he's good looking, but he is not like drop dead gorgeous like the other four I listed. So what mm -hmm. do you want to know who my fifth would be? Mm -hmm. No, I don't really care. If I had to pick a fifth, I would probably say, you're gonna think I'm absolutely insane when I say this too. Jason Momoa. At least I look like him. At least you, I'm the same color. You do not look like Jason Momoa. I'm and white Momoa and he's white. white. He's whiter than he the other four. Asian. He's whiter than the others. Oh my God. He's not whiter than Channing Tatum. You well, missed that one. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. I put a white guy in there. So oh, thanks. There. Thanks for plugging a white guy. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right, guys. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. So, I hope again, you enjoyed it. If you have any other questions, don't um, hesitate to send them to our email at cupofjonespodcast at gmail.com. Or you can um, send them in private message to me, Casey, or either on our Cup of Jones Facebook page, private message. Um, we need 10 questions before we will um, do another one of these. Um, simply because I think it's kind of hard to do without 10. Do you want to, we could take it down to five if you want no, to. No, we can keep it at 10. Okay, so we'll keep it at 10. The minute we get 10, we'll do another one and then we'll announce when it happens. But like we said, no questions are off limits. Obviously, you see tonight that there are no questions off limits. I thought there were going to be a lot more um, risque, kind of taboo, kind of harsh questions. And my friends came through and really didn't hammer you too bad so um again nothing's off limits next time um we'll let you know whenever we reach 10 and that we're going to plan on doing again until then next week we will do our original um um podcast where i think i'm going to try to get um an actual sex therapist that will be a guest with us and we will discuss sex 
with marriage and after infidelity. So um, until next time, this is Tara. This is Casey and the hot Instagram doctor. See you next week. <laughs>